Today is the fourth day of June. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is a pleasure. It is an honor. It is a joy to come around the global campfire together with you and spend some time stepping away uh, like we do every day from whatever's going on and just orient ourselves to God through his word. So that's exactly what we'll do. Uh, We have been spending time moving through David's story, King David, in the book of 2 Samuel. And we have just begun the book of Acts yesterday as we move forward into this story of the formation of the church and what happened uh, right after Jesus' ministry. So we'll get to that in a minute, but first... 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 through 23, verse 23. We're reading from the New Living Translation this week. David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. He sang, The Lord is my rock my fortress and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my savior, the one who saves me from violence. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. The waves of death overwhelmed me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I cried to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry reached his ears. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the heavens shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mounted on a mighty angelic being, he flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dense rain clouds. A great brightness shone around him, and burning coals blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered his enemies. His lightning flashed, and they were confused. Then, at the command of the Lord, at the blast of his breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen, and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. 
He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because He delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not turned from my God to follow evil. I have followed all His regulations. I have never abandoned His decrees. I am blameless before God. I have kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocence. To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity you show integrity. To the pure you show yourself pure. But to the crooked you show yourself shrewd. You rescue the humble, but your eyes watch the proud and humiliate them. O Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an enemy. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to Him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock? God is my strong fortress, and He makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping. I chased my enemies and destroyed them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I consumed them. I struck them down so they did not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hated me. They looked for help but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but He refused to answer. I ground them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trampled them in the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You preserved me as the ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. Foreign nations cringe before me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. 
praise to my rock. May God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He brings down the nations under me and delivers me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. These are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. David, the man who was raised up so high. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the light of morning at sunrise, like a morning without clouds, like the gleaming of the sun on new grass after the rain. Is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. But the godless are like thorns to be thrown away, for they tear the hand that touches them. One must use iron tools to chop them down. They will be totally consumed by fire. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Jashabim, the Hakmonite, who was leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoah, once, Eleazar and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. He killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. Next in rank was Shammah, son of Agi from Harar. One time the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. The Israelite army fled, but Shammah held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Once, during the harvest when David was at the cave of Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, 
went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I would love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are examples of the exploits of the three. Abishai, son of Zariah, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. He once used his spear to kill three hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the thirty and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. There was also Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. Once armed only with a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like these made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the Thirty, though he was not one of the three, and David made him captain of his bodyguard. Acts 2 On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. 
And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk. That's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him, I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God and promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven 
at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Psalm 122 a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of David. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. And now here we are, standing inside your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a well-built city. Its seamless walls cannot be breached. All the tribes of Israel, the Lord's people, make their pilgrimage here. They come to give thanks to the name of the Lord, as the law requires of Israel. Here stand the thrones where judgment is given, the thrones of the dynasty of David. Pray for peace in Jerusalem. May all who love this city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, 
may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. Proverbs 16, 19 and 20 Better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. All right, so in the book of Acts today, we witnessed uh, earth-moving monumental things, right? Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, and the birth of the church. So Jesus' followers have been uh, praying together and, and waiting in one place. And according to tradition, this place is the same upper room where Jesus enjoyed his last supper. And, and the, the promised Holy Spirit fell upon them with the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And uh, tongues are, are, are flames of fire over their heads. And those present were given the ability to speak in other languages. And then there were pilgrims from all over the known world. And if this upper room is the same upper room, uh, then it was on Mount Zion. And so pilgrims from all over the world would have been around. And they heard the testimony of God's kindness spoken in their native tongue, which caused them an incredible stir because uh, these people were Galilean. And how could they speak all these different languages and, and communicate so clearly? But Pentecost in the book of Acts gives us the first clue that the gospel was something that was to be spread throughout the entire world. It wasn't to be exclusive. It was to be spread to every nation and tongue. So like in this day and age, we can say, yeah, duh, like, of course, that's exactly, isn't that the, one of the great missions of our faith? But what this would mean at that time, like at this flashpoint, the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost and God's goodness being uh, spoken in all of these other tongues, what this is going to ultimately mean is going to cause an incredible amount of controversy among the early church. And, uh, and we'll get to that as we journey through the book of Acts and into the letters of Paul. We'll see all of this very clearly. The confusion triggered by the many tongues being spoken caused hearers to marvel, but it caused others to scoff and accuse Jesus' followers of being drunk. And this revealed the way that the message of hope in Jesus would continue to be opposed. So as it was for Jesus, so it will be for the early believers, and so it still is today. So Peter gives this uh, first recorded mass introduction to the gospel of Jesus. And 3,000 people believed and were baptized as a result. And, and so we can immediately see the change in Peter after having gone through Jesus' death and burial and resurrection and ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit. He's transformed. And 3,000 people, according to the book of Acts, were baptized into the faith that day. And, and so... Uh, many scholars have concluded that the only place anywhere around there, anywhere even around Jerusalem for the most part, any place that that many people could have been baptized would have been the mikvah or the, the ritual cleansing baths found at the temple complex. 
And uh, the ruins of some of those mikvah are still there, just just below the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, as well as um, uh, the southern steps that would have led into the temple, a place that Jesus would have taught, a place that Jesus would have walked. And so uh, it is known to be the birthplace of the church, a place that that we visit when we go to uh, Jerusalem each year. So our time in Acts today was the flashpoint that began what we know as Christianity. People were not known as Christians at first. This term would be actually a Gentile term that would be coined in Antioch once the gospel began to spread out. But the story that we read from Acts today is the origin story of the church that collected itself around the teachings and ministry and belief in Jesus. And it's the same Holy Spirit that leads and guides us. And we're on the same mission to bring light and good news. And so we have clearly moved out of the Gospels and clearly moved into the book of Acts. But now what we are reading is the story of the early church and its mission. It connects the dots to us because it is the same church and we are on the same mission. So we may be reading the stories of those who have gone before us in the earlier times, but we are now reading our own story. And we are to collaborate in this story with the same Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit, we invite you into that. We can often read these stories and their magnificence, and we read them as the exceptions to the rule. We read them as like something that you did that was magical at a time long ago, and we would sure love to see that again. Uh, we would sure love to see your power poured out again, as if those things have passed away, as if you were a different Holy Spirit, as if your power has diminished since then. Forgive us for this. You are the spirit of truth and you have been sent by our savior to advocate for us, to comfort us, to lead us into all truth, to lead us deeper into Jesus, to reveal the narrow path that leads to life. So come Holy Spirit, even as we read of the stories of the origin of the faith, we invite you to renew us in our faith today. Come Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website. And of course, that's where you find out what's going on around here. And uh, mentioned, we mentioned, we announced yesterday... The Global Campfire is coming back together for 2019 at the Family Reunion 2019. It was a tradition that we began last year and had a blast at the Family Reunion. Uh, and so we've just decided to, to do it again. Uh, but we needed to find a place to have a, a little more access, a little more people. It sold out last year. So quickly, and so we went in search. We found a great camp up on the lake, uh, not too far from the airport, not too far from Nashville. Very, very convenient. Uh, 
wonderful place to stay, wonderful place to play. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and so it will, uh, the family reunion for 2019 will take place August 31st through September 2nd, 2019, which is Labor Day weekend here in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Uh, if you're staying on site, the cost will depend on, you know, what kind of accommodations that you want. Check them all out. We recommend everybody come. Just stay together, play together, be together, eat together, get to know each other, like deepen the relationships uh, with people that you may, may have been praying for and only know by voice for years. Uh, make those connections and uh, your brothers and sisters who are going through the scriptures with you have them in your life this is this is what community and family is all about so yeah we recommend you come and come and hang out and stay so you can check all that if you're staying off-site the, the cost is 55 dollars per person it includes two evening meals plus our time together in the evening as well as uh, use of the grounds which are spectacular if you're staying on site uh, there are a number of options it's uh it's you just got to check it out. It's going to be a blast. Uh, you can find out about the Daily Audio Bible Family Reunion 2019 at dailyaudiobible.com in the initiatives section. And uh, based on the fact that we've only announced it once, looks like we're going to have a good time. A lot of you want to come and we're so excited uh, to host you and, and just have a just a wonderful time together in community here in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Uh, where we spend our lives. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. The link is on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hi, Dappers. My name is Anna, and I listen on a regular basis. And this morning, I was listening, and I heard Norman call in to the prayer line. And he was calling to encourage Christine, who had been separated from her husband. And Norman gave the testimony of how his own wife had prayed for the restoration of their marriage. And Norman and Christine, I was so moved by both of you and both of your situations because my birthday, my 40th birthday, is in six days, and I have not been married yet, but I have been praying for my husband since I was even a little girl. I remember being five years old and wanting to be married and imagining my husband and talking to God about what it would be like to be a wife and a mother, and I know that it's how God has designed me, and I've kept myself pure, and I've prayed and I've journaled to my husband and written him letters and I know that God is faithful even this morning 
come today, the 2nd of June, even this morning, uh, we heard the scripture from Psalms that says, I, I gave my burdens to the Lord. I carried my situation to the Lord and He answered me. And I believe that God is going to answer me. But would you all pray with me for my husband that this would be the year that we come together and start building the kingdom of God together. Pray for my husband, whether he knows the Lord or not. I know that God has given me word that he's going to love the Lord. I ask that you would pray for him, that he would come quickly, and that no weapon formed against our marriage would prosper. I have full faith that God's going to answer me. Thank you. Hello, dearest DAB family. This is Lori, formerly from North Carolina. Now I'm from all over the place. Um, recently, uh, we sold our house and all our stuff and bought a truck and an Airstream, and we've named them Stanley and Living Stream. And now my husband, John, and my cat, Rosie, well, actually our cat, Rosie, are traveling all over North America. So... Um, we know God's up to something with this whole new adventure, but we just don't know really much of much at all. So we would really appreciate your prayers for our safety and that we would definitely follow the Spirit's leading for navigation in the early and heavenly realms and that God would give us eyes to see and ears to hear what He would want us to do and... Uh, accomplish for his kingdom purposes while we're on this new adventure and even more importantly than that um i just want to say how important it is for us especially now that we're on the road to know that we're part of such an amazing extensive family and we're so grateful for this uh, podcast and grateful for the hardened family um but more importantly than anything we've already asked i want to ask you to pray for my sister sheila She's been suffering from a degenerative spine issue for much of her life, and lately it has been slowly stealing her her mobility to the point that it's getting very scary. And um, I just pray that you will join me in praying for her divine healing, just as God healed my brain tumor back in 1982. And more important than her physical healing, um, I want to pray and I would ask you to pray with us that she would come to know and love Jesus. That's my heart cry. So thank you so much for your fervent and effectual prayers, my dear family. And I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Angel in California. Hey, DAB family. This is Bless Like Me here. I want to share a message about God's power. In Psalm 22, I was reading, and at the end it said, And I will praise and worship God's power. I was just thinking on how much influence that could do to our faith if we were to praise God's power, if we were to just really, really understand that once we praise God's power, God can, he can never get smaller to us. He can only get bigger to us. God is a powerful God, but how often do we praise his power? Praise God's power so when you're walking through the valley or you're walking through a dark spot in life, you can know, you can have a light that will light up and say, I serve a God that's powerful. I serve a God that is able. I serve a God that is with me and works through me and is a powerful God. And once that happens, oh my goodness, it's like dynamite. It's more than dynamite because we serve a God that is powerful. Let's like me come in here with a message of power, God's power. Praise His power. But I'm also 
thanking every one of you for your prayers, for your thoughts that you do for one another. That was a powerful thing to do as well. Love you guys. Love you, Brian and Jill, for the thoughts of memory and ministry. I always get that wrong. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Blind Tony, for mentioning my name. Bring me up often. I, I'm listening at times, but not always. Love you, and thank you for this ministry, Brian. Hi, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Jordan from Georgia. Um, I haven't called in a while. I called in about some uh, health issues and my uh, horse dying. Um, I wanted to give an update. Um, my health issues are still very prevalent. I think that's the right word in my life. Um, but I just felt like I needed to call in today. I felt like this for a while, and I don't know why, but I feel like there's somebody out there who needs intense prayer, very intense prayer. I've been trying to think of the words to say, but I just can't think of it. Um, but if you're listening, God will put this on your heart, and He will let you know that this is for you. I pray that you will stay strong in what you're going through, that you will know that no matter who you think is not there, God is there for you. And no matter how hard people may try to tear you down, there is no tearing down a stronghold that is made with God. Um, if you guys could keep me in your prayers, that'd be amazing. I just wanted to let you guys know how, despite the amount of <laughs> tension I have in my day-to-day -day life, I turn this on every night, and I feel an intense amount of joy for the last seven minutes whenever everybody's praying. I feel like I'm constantly being prayed over, even though none of it's for me necessarily. And it's just amazing to see this kind of family come together. So I pray you all have an amazing and wonderful day.